Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Stephanie for the fifth time on our show. So how are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. So Stephanie, today we're going to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a little bit now, and that is about NXT and AEW. So... For the last several years, NXT has been a uh, a growing product that has flourished, and in the process, they have been you know out there signing all the big names from outside of WWE, you know, big names from Impact, Ring of Honor, and just other promotions. But there has been the few wrestlers who have you know, held their ground in whatever promotion they were in, New Japan, Ring of Honor, etc. Now with AEW starting, they have actually been signing a lot of these guys who refused to go to WWE for many years. You know, the Young Buck, Kenny Omega, Page, and etc. Do you feel like um, AEW and NXT might, you know, out of competition kind of like milk all the other promotions? Hmm. I don't feel... Well... I feel like NXT has already done that. And AEW is just starting. I... Hmm. I mean, they might. They have to get names of talent that's already out there and already made a name for themselves just to kind of get the promotion off the ground. Like, mm-hmm. when I looked at the first episode, I mean, I know who, I knew who about half of them were, but the other half, I'm like, well, who are they? And I only knew who the other ones were because of other promotions and them making names for themselves, bringing light to the company, aside from it being a lot of old WWE talent. I don't feel like they'll milk it, but, I mean, I feel like they'll take advantage of it, but not milk it to the point like WWE did it. I th- I feel like they were just hiring people for the sake of if I can't have them, you can't have them either. Exactly. And locking people in contracts and then not doing anything with them. Not even rotating the talent. So I feel like WWE, they've already done it. AEW might take advantage of it a little, but not too much. Yeah, you're definitely on YouTube, right? Who? AEW. Don't they have like YouTube videos yeah. and Yeah, the the Elite, um, which is um I think that it's ran by the Young Bucks. Okay. I believe they still do it. I don't know if they uh you know stopped at all during AEW, but I do believe that they are still do- doing these episodes. But uh yeah, I, I do, you know, for the most part I agree with you. Like, you know, WWE has pretty much drained you know a lot of these promotions but in the process you know um you know especially impact they've been like forced to like create new stars now that mm-hmm. they actually are creating new stars like um tessa blanchard or is that how you pronounce her oh, name blanchard yes blanchard yes yeah, she, she's been making a big name for herself um i'm kind of you know thinking like hey she could be you know, AEW or WWE soon. Like, it's really hard to tell because I know at one point Impact was having a lot of financial issues. Yeah. I don't know where they stand on that now. I do know that as of right now, I mean, you they, they stream on Twitch a lot. Yeah. Which is actually pretty cool. You know, I don't know how, you know, I know that's kind of, I'm pretty sure it's probably free to do that. Yeah, it just kind of makes me sad though because I want to watch that on tv but i don't have the channel yeah it's on the pursuit channel and is that hold on wait now is that access axs because that's where they are now well here on their website it says for the usa um says they're on the pursuit which it might be access honestly i don't know either way if it's two separate channels i don't have either one yeah (laughs) yeah that's the thing is like they are They've been barely surviving for years. I'm surprised that they're still, you know, a thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to outbid either AEW or WWE. So it's like, 
unless these stars really like it there, they're gonna leave, you know. And Tess, Tessa, you know, definitely could be one of them. Supposedly, I, and there was another big star in Impact named Killer Cross. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh with him. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I would see him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing him a lot on Twitter. Supposedly, he's leaving Impact. I don't know where he's going, but it's like all these stars that they're creating are potentially going to leave. And then like as far as Ring of Honor, the only people I knew about are all in AEW now other than um, Jay Lethal, Lethal, yes. He's the last man standing there out of all the names I've known. And it's like, I don't, I'm not familiar with Kelly Klein. I've heard the name. Yeah, I mean, it's like I come across her on Twitter and she's like super positive all the time, which is cool. So that's why I remember her name a lot because I'm like, oh, she seems fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, what Ring of Honor's financial issue is. Like, I I actually heard a rumor recently that supposedly Impact Wrestling is trying to buy Ring of Honor out. Oh, wow. But I was like, I didn't know they had the money to even do that, to be honest with you. So it's kind of uh, probably just a rumor that's not true, honestly. But the the other thing that you have to really consider in this situation is, you know, with WWE, they have three episodes weekly, Raw, yeah. SmackDown, and NXT. Then AEW has their Dynamite. That's a lot of wrestling, like. With all of that mm-hmm. alone, are people even gonna really care to watch Impact or Ring of Honor? Which I don't even know where to watch Ring of Honor. Honestly, that that's the thing, right? It's, you know, is like Ring of Honor just kind of gonna eventually turn into like an indie promotion where they're just kind of just doing live events, and then like Impact, you know, I mean. Like I said, like I know it's obviously it's free to stream like your gameplay and all that kind of stuff on Twitch, but like as far as like a television show, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but like that could be, you know, something they could do. And I do, like I mentioned, I love the idea of that just because I kind of like watching like streaming stuff live. Like I really enjoyed when WWE did that whole mixed tag team challenge thing on, oh, on yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, and there was even um, before you know WWE made that deal with uh, Fox, there was you know rumors going around that Facebook wanted to buy SmackDown, what? and have yeah, and have the episodes of SmackDown streamed on Facebook, and I was actually kind of down with that just because oh man, kind of convenient. I mean, some people, most people prefer to watch you know on the actual television, so do I. But at the same time, it's like you can watch it if you if it stream it on your phone or whatever. You can watch it anywhere. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that would have been a lot though. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even have a Facebook. I don't have Facebook. So yeah, you would have had to create one just for that. But yeah, like streaming's actually getting really popular. So maybe yeah. you know, Impact being on Twitch might actually help them out a lot. I mean. I, I was when I w- watched it like two weeks ago. It, it was cool because on Twitch, when you're watching it, you could actually like chat with people on the in the little chat thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes it a little bit more fun. But yeah, like AEW and NXT is you know they're definitely changing things in wrestling right now. And you know, like I said, they're taking they're milking you know all the, ta- the talent from the outside promotions. You know, these promotions are forced to create their own stars but at the same time you know this is like i don't know if you watched wrestling that back in the attitude era during the war but Mm -hmm. this is like a this is a new war and it's you know a really really exciting you know time to be a wrestling fan yeah it, it definitely is i agree i did i used to watch it like back during the monday night wars and things like that but it's like the only thing I'm just a little nervous about now, like, okay, these wars are cool, but I'm older now. And <laughs> there's a thing called wrestling burnout. I just don't want to get burnt out from it because it was already a lot with WWE having Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown, Wednesday NXT. Then you got 205 Live. Then you throw in NXT UK. And then you have a pay-per-view. Then on top of that, a takeover. It was a lot already. 
I for totally me, per- for agree. me personally, mm-hmm. and with AEW, it's not a bad show. I looked at the first episode. And I want to look at it again just to give it a fair shot. But I was like, oh, okay, this was cool. I didn't come away like wild or anything. Um, mm, I just I just kind of record that and watch it later, but don't really watch it with a sense of urgency. But I am going to watch it. I but I am going to watch it and tune in. I don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of great wrestlers, and like for me, it's exciting to see some of these wrestlers actually like live on TV because mm-hmm. I couldn't really do that, you know, with Ring of Honor and you know New Japan because like the Young Bucks, they're my favorite tag team in the whole entire wrestling industry, and now I can actually watch them live. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm really excited for AEW. The only thing is like. You know, like I mentioned to you before, my job, I have to be at work at 4 a.m. You know, I have to right. be up at 3, so I can't stay up and watch it. And it doesn't, they don't have it like an AEW network where I can just stream it later or anything like that with NXT. Okay, I was wondering how that would work if they had something for you to stream it. That would be cool. Um, I, I have a feeling that they're going to do something like that sometime. Mm-hmm. In the next year or two, I just don't know when. Okay. Um, I do. I did hear something. I, I think it's like something for like the UK fans because I don't think you they can watch um, oh. AEW live or something like. I, I have a Twitter friend. She was mentioning it on Twitter, but um, yeah, there's some kind of streaming service that you know they could subscribe to to actually watch it, but you know you had to pay. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people don't like the idea of having to pay to watch something that should be free. But I don't know if that's something that's available for us here in the USA. Gotcha. And I don't have um, DVR either, so I can't record it. But I, I would really like, I love to watch AW. And I, I was um, last week, like flipping back and forth for like a little bit before I stopped watching. But it seemed really good. I mean, neither show, honestly had anything like huge it it just like depends on what people you know think of you know as big like I kept I know you're probably I know you've been like really tired of it but I was actually like really thinking CM Punk would show up on either one of the shows (laughs) oh gag me (laughs) (laughs) but like NXT like their their two big things were big but i was kind of expecting bigger that was just me letting all the internet hype get get to me but finn balor going back to nxt is awesome yes i agree and tomaso champa uh returning was also awesome the, the only thing that confused me they both came back separately you know during different points of the show and you know had a stare down with adam cole it's like first you think adam cole's gonna have rivalry with finn and then here comes Champa, you know, like, oh, shoot, now what's, what's going to go on? Is this going to be a triple threat or what? Right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. It, it sounds like I'm caping for NXT or WWE, which I guess you could say I, I kind of am. I thought the show, like the first one that was on USA for the full two hours with the championship matches, I thought that was a great episode. But then I was also watching NXT every single week and it just kept getting better and better and better and then when i did watch aew i was like okay i mean the show was it was good but i am gonna look at it again just to let me just look at it again to make sure i absorb it and just try to learn a little bit more about the characters because i hadn't heard of a lot of them before but then some Mm -hmm. of them i have heard of um i mm, yeah i don't know what i heard is like AEW kind of has like an old school vibe to it. Yes, I did get that vibe. And I like the fact that it seems like they have a lot more, I mean, compared to WWE, they have a lot more freedom. So I could see why people would jump Mm. ship there and not jump ship to WWE because, you know, head honcho likes things, I guess, a certain way. This company has a lot more freedom. So you see different stuff that I do appreciate. Because AEW is ran by wrestlers. Yes. Even people backstage, you know, like um, Billy Gunn, you know, these are people that were wrestlers. WWE, they're, a lot of the people in their creative team are people with, like, movie director degrees or whatever. It, 
you know kind of degree that is like these are like people who not even are fans of wrestling or anything like that and it's Mm -hmm. sad and then you got Vince McMahon who's you know stuck in his way which you know is and he's he's holding a lot of people back and and everything in WWE is so scripted like you said AEW offers a lot more freedom right which bringing back in I feel like impact and I can't really speak to Ring of Honor. I've only seen matches like clips or I've seen things on YouTube that come across mm-hmm. feed. But like with Impact, years back, I thought Impact was amazing. I'm like, why isn't this bigger than what it is right now? This is a great show. The storylines, the characters, even though a lot of them were recycled WWE characters, mm-hmm. whatever. I was able to separate the two. So it's like a part of me kind of feels like with AEW and WWE and them like kind of hoarding or not hoarding, but like bringing in people from the independent scene to give them a bigger name on national television. I feel like, you know, a lot of, well, not a lot of, but people with Ring of Honor and Impact, they probably got diehard fans just like these other wrestling companies have diehard mm-hmm. fans and money may not necessarily be everything to some people. And they're just like, well, I'm going to ride or die for this company and I'm going to stay. Because exactly. they, they, they would prefer the creative freedom. Like impact is not a bad show. It's, it's really not a bad show. No, I was surprised at how like impressed I was when I watched it uh, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. And like, like, like you said, like I, you were, you know, amazed by Impact Wrestling when you watched it a few years ago. So was I. Like I watched it back in 2011, and I was in love with the show. Like this was back. I don't know if you watched it back, you know, then, but like the Aces and Apes and the main yes. mafia. Like that was such a cool storyline. I was in love with that. Like it was so well, gritty and just- yes. It, yeah. it gave me that old school vibe like Bully Ray having mm-hmm. the freedom to do that character was amazing and he when when the Dudleys came back to WWE back in 2015 I think it mm-hmm. was yeah they he wanted to do the Bully Ray character but Vince McMahon said he cannot do it because their sponsors don't want a guy named with the bully in his name considering they do all the anti-bullying kind of campaigns and all that kind of stuff and like you know like once again that's what we were you know just mentioning just how like wrestlers don't get the freedom in wwe but it was really fun like a lot of wrestlers really flourished in impact wrestling like look at matt hardy when he did the whole broken you know gimmick like that was, you know, a big thing, and we got to see like Jeff Hardy have a really big singles run too, and uh, yeah, Impact and Kurt um, Angle, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Eric Young. Yeah, he was a you know a kind of a big deal in uh Impact Wrestling. Bobby as well. Roode with Beer Money. I Beer Money. Yes. Every Ron time Jane Bobby Roode comes Storm. out, I'm like, God, if James Storm was here. <laughs> I will admit though I feel like the glorious character is the best character that he's ever done that's just me but that started in NXT which is where I think you know wrestlers get a little bit more freedom down there than they right. do on the main roster right I just wonder if that was like his idea or if that was like a um, Dusty Rhodes idea or whatever but that that was that's a great character mm-hmm yeah, it's like as far as like with the with the other companies, I mean, I don't think that everybody, I don't know, because this is just me spectating, but I feel like with Impact, there are just going to be people that are just going to ride or die for Impact and not necessarily all of them want to jump ship to WWE, you know, mm-hmm. like um, what's her name? Chelsea Green, I, which I loved her hot mess character and I can't wait until she's on TV because I think she's great. But she, um, you know, it's it's Twitter, so you can just take it for a grain of salt. I think somebody tweeted something, and then she said, man, I sure wish... No, it was Sienna that tweeted something, which I love her so much. I think she's so badass. But she tweeted something, and then Chelsea said, man, I, I totally wish I could tweet something like that. 
Like, they can't <laughs> even tweet what they want. But then I'm like, it's just Twitter. Maybe she was kidding. I don't know. I'm not going to read mm-hmm. too far into it because I personally thought it was funny. But not. I, I, I feel like these companies, especially Impact, I can't speak to Ring of Honor because I've never watched it. I feel yep. like they'll still be able to hopefully stay afloat because they got some really great people there. Like, Jordan Grace, I think, is great. I think she's so good. Tessa Blanchard, I mean, come on. Uh, she's in my top 10 women easy. Yeah, when I watched Impact two weeks ago, I saw her. She was wrestling the men. Like, Yeah, because they, yeah. they had her teaming with like Tommy Dreamer and whatever else. I'm like, oh, they got her wrestling with the guys. Okay, I mean, I don't, yeah. per- I don't really care for intergender wrestling. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but... I mean, she's just badass. I mean, Impact got some really, really good people. Yeah, they do, and you know, like even the, the the creative freedom over there in Impact, but that's like one thing that they bring to the table that we don't see like any other like televised wrestling mm-hmm. companies do is the intergender wrestling, which I think they should kind of roll with that because there are lots of fans who want to see that kind of stuff, right? And like I'm, I'm a fan of it. I just think that you know, as long as these companies that do it do it the right way, because if hypothetically, like say WWE did it, say they had Baron Corman versus Becky Lynch, and say he's just beating the crap out of her the whole match, people are gonna jump on that and say, hey, this is you know them promoting domestic violence and yeah it's especially with this era that we're in right now i mean people overreacted over a match so if they see the man or whatever the hell she's going by (laughs) getting beat up or get a deep six by baron corbin like wait a minute hold up yeah i mean come on people are just way too sensitive to deal with something like that on such a big stage like wwe regardless of like what their storylines are and how much people want to say they suck, whatever. Because I'm a diehard fan, but at the end of the day, they're the upper echelon of this wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. They are. They're, they just are. They've been on TV more than I've been alive, and I'm 35 years old. So it's like, regardless of what you want to mm-hmm. think, it may not be the best. You may think Vince McMahon is out of touch, but this company, it, it, it's still on TV. People are still tuning in every single week. So that says something. But as far as like with the smaller companies, I mean, I hope they can still continue to grow and flourish. And competition is healthy because people have options. And you have, it was the other thing that came on. I think it was like the NWA. I've been seeing so many good things about it. I don't really know too much about it, but I'm going to check it out just on what I've read. I've seen nothing but positive stuff. Yeah, I heard. I've been hearing about that, you know, some noise about that lately as well. And then there's this other uh, TV show um, that comes on on Wednesdays. It's um, Wow. Um, I think it's like Women of Wrestling or something. Like I want to see that. I just don't know where to watch it. Yeah, uh, I I saw on Twitter they mentioned the channel that it's on. Yeah, I definitely want to check it that too. out. But yeah, I, I definitely want to watch that too. Yeah, I think like a company like that will be fine because it's literally all women's, which is something that you know you really don't mm-hmm. see too often. I mean, there's like Shimmer and Shine, but they don't do anything like live or any TV tapings or anything like that. My knowledge, mm-hmm. I think like I, I do feel like Ring of Honor will probably get bought out by someone eventually just because they really don't have like a TV deal or anything like that. If they do, it's even worse than what impact has, honestly. And it's, they, like I said, they, like we said, they don't have any names. They're not really making much of any noise lately. Like the fact that impact is making more noise is that's really saying something. But as far as impact, I think they can be fine. You know, mm-hmm. they seem like they're going in a, pretty good direction like i was actually just recently on their website before this podcast and i had seen they have a thing called um impact plus which looks very similar to the wwe network mm-hmm. so you, yeah they do if, have a streaming service yeah i don't know if you can actually like if they if you could stream their pay-per-views live on there but i saw like you could watch like 
old archived episodes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I did try it. I had the free trial, but then I did try it for like a month because I think it was only like seven ninety nine, and I just got so caught up in looking at like old grandfather pay per views because they were they were good and the matches were good and I'm just like wow. I mean the consistency here, especially with like Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. I mean it was so many good matches that came from that like so many hidden gems that I never knew about because I wasn't into it like oh I'm gonna buy the pay-per-view I wasn't into it like that but I was into (laughs) it enough to like look at matches on YouTube and whenever it would come on TV and just I was like well I'm gonna pay for this for a month just to see if it's something I'm willing to continue to pay for but I'm like Mm -hmm. "Uh, I don't want to get burnt out even though looking at it would be a choice I mean, yeah, that, that's, like, the other thing, too, about, like, this whole thing. And our wrestling fans going to get burnt out to the point where they, they can only, you know, pick – they get they have to kind of, like, pick and choose. And, well, you know, companies like Impact and Ring of Honor, will people just kind of elect not to watch it? Because it's to the point how, – how can you not watch NXT? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think many people are going to pick, like, Impact over NXT, you know. Who? How can you not? Especially SmackDown. I think SmackDown is going to be the A show soon. Probably from all the hype I'm hearing. I mean, that's that. That's a much watched show. And regardless of how you feel about Raw, everyone still watches Raw. Right. That's but still it's like, the most I feel watched like as show. Far as like with people picking and stuff, I don't know. Like, do you do you think that people are really gonna? Well, no, because I do see that. Well, I'm gonna watch this, and which one do you like better? Well, uh-huh. why do you really have to pick? Why don't you just watch what you want to watch? Like NXT might suck one week and then you got AEW, you got NWA, mm-hmm. Impact, Ring of Honor, and whatever other promotions that I'm not naming that I don't know, that I'm not familiar with. I mean, you don't have to pick, but the only thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, you can only consume so much. You're right. You know, wrestling, like, you ever, we have a life, you know, we all have jobs and families and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, can you make the time to watch all of this is kind of like the bigger issue like because technically you got raw on monday you got impact on tuesday you got nxt and AEW on wednesday thursday i don't think there's anything friday there's smackdown saturday there's the women's of wrestling and then the sundays that there's a pay-per-view can anyone really watch you know all of that every day and then you like you mentioned there's you know the 205 live still there's the U- nxt uk right you know there's regardless of even if you can watch wrestling all day every day like you know do you have the time to do it is like the big thing and like with me like i want you know like wrestling is kind of like my time you know and i watch wrestling like my wife she's in the room with me but like i'm more fo- so focused on watching it and then being on twitter like i can't do that every single day so it's kind of like i have to like pick and choose when i you know watch it and i can't like watch the product you know all these products every single day so it's like i kind of have to pick you know the certain days and episodes to watch and all that right and then same with other people. If you, if you if you have family, if you have kids, are you really going to dedicate all that time every single night to wrestling? You know, there's going to be days where you're going to have to have like the family time, the wife time, the husband time, whatever. And like like I said, some people they they can do it. They can watch wrestling every day, and that's cool. Like you know, but not everyone can. So it's like is you know aw and nxt at the end of the day is going to probably hurt some of these companies just like how much is like the big question yeah i mean i hope not i mean because it's like i feel like okay with these two companies now officially going head to head it's Mm going to circle back to and this is just how i'm looking at it competition is healthy so even though if they already feel, if the other companies feel like, well, we we had already been stepping it up with these two companies going head to head, you still want to keep a name for yourself out there. Maybe mm-hmm. they got to step it up some more than what exactly. they, you know, what they've already been doing. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I feel like if anything, hopefully, and I'm just trying to be positive about it, you know, but like these companies are going to flourish more than what they've ever done before because of 
all the competition. Exactly, and like Impact could actually like kind of sneak up on AEW and WWE because they're not focused on Impact, right? You know, so they can kind of be the, you know, what's the say the um, the sleeping beast or whatever. I, I don't know, you know. Um, but yeah, like they could come out of nowhere and actually kind of be competition. Like it could be like back in the day with. WWF, WCW, and ECW Impact could be the ECW. Just hopefully they are in a better financial situation than ECW was. But yeah, like I'm actually like really rooting for Impact. At first, like for a while, like after I stopped watching, I really could care less if it went out of business or not. Right. But after seeing you know that episode a few weeks ago, I was like, wow, this is actually like pretty interesting. And I noticed like it's a lot different than WWE and it's even different than AEW so it kind of brings you something a little different like you know we mentioned the intergender wrestling and just all the different characters they have it seems like I think that Impact probably has the most freedom with their wrestlers than even AEW does which is cool because you know I want to see these different characters develop um Sammy Callahan um which was what was his name in NXT? He uh, was like the I think it was Solomon Crow or something like that. Oh yeah, I remember that was him. Oh yeah, I yeah. Do remember him. Okay. Yeah. He it seemed like he had all this potential, and then WWE kind of just gave up on him, and that's very rare for them to do in NXT. So now you see him going out and doing his own thing and, you know, a different promotion and he's flourishing. He's really like became a big deal. Yeah. And it's kind of sucks, but like all those rejected wrestlers from WWE can actually have a decent chance, you know, if they go to Impact or, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. Look at TJP. Uh, What's he doing now? He's an Impact. I did not know that. Uh, He wasn't on the episode that I watched. Yeah, because I remember, like, because I know he left, well, obviously, WWE, which I was really surprised by that. And then just one night, I was like, oh, he, he showed up in Impact, huh? Okay. Well, he was, like, he I was always in... thought he could go. Well, he wrestled in Impact before WWE. He was um, Suicide, I think his name was. Oh, I didn't know that. The guy, the guy with the mask on and all. Um, yeah, that was him. Um. So yeah, I was so I know I had known about him before coming to WWE. So I was actually like a big fan of him when he became, you know, the cruiserweight championship. Or I, mean, I think I think it was actually called Manic, or maybe he had more than one different name. But yeah, like he, you know, had a pretty good role and impact prior to WWE, and I thought he had so much potential, and he came to WWE and just fell off. Honestly, I mean, I feel like with him. He's he was a great wrestler, but I'm like, what else? <laughs> exactly. He's a good wrestler. There's the whole video game shtick, but I what I else? did like that because I relate to video games and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was really about it. He turned heel and like aligned with I think it was, was it Brian Kendrick. Um, or I you know what else? I don't even remember. Yeah, I remember him turning heel and he aligned with someone in the in two or five live, and then that kind of went nowhere. I just he he just didn't he didn't stand out for me personally. I just yeah. I don't know, but I mean that's good that okay you left WWE. I mean it might not have been by choice, but whatever. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. Exactly. It's when been a blessing in disguise for a lot of wrestlers. Like maybe uh, uh Jack the, Swagger might you know, he he's an AW now. He could have gone. I mean, let's <laughs> oh this is I'm not trying to be mean and I know it's gonna come off that way. Everybody that WWE loses is not a loss. I'ma just throw Jack Swagger in there. Yeah, because I mean <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not a loss because WWE has unlimited, you know money and they have so much talent like they could probably lose anyone but now they're holding on to everyone that they don't want to even give them the chance to go and flourish anywhere else anymore yeah i i just call that being very selfish like if you're going to hoard all these people rotate them you have enough people to do that and at one point 
for a brief second, I kind of thought that's what they were doing when people would just disappear for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're entitled to get time off. They're yeah. human just like us. But I'm like, y'all got enough people to rotate. I have no idea how that would work. But it's like, why have all this talent? And Becky is on my Becky's on my TV every week. I get it. There's the whole man thing. Okay, fine. Whatever. But you got other women to put yeah. on TV. I think yeah. that's what that's probably my biggest sore spot with them right now is just the same women, but you have a locker room full. Yeah, like it's to the point where I'm kind of like I don't really like get excited to see Becky anymore. Like I used to I was in love with that girl. Every time she came in, I got all excited now. I was just like, oh, it's it's uh Becky. Yeah. You know, like I I get it now because of you know WWE 2K20 coming out soon. They obviously want to promote the four horsewomen because they had that you know showcase mode in the game. So I kind of get why they're showcasing all four of them pretty heavily now. But then there's and there's still other women, and it seems like they're kind of getting better at it because you know you got Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Being yes. booked, you know, they've been booking um Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss pretty strong lately. They and they even had the feud with uh Lacey Evans and Natalia, but unfortunately, I just didn't really care to see Lacey Evans. I'm not gonna lie. I, you know what, I've always liked Lacey. I mean, yeah, really? she's messed up. A, <laughs> yeah, I've liked her since NXT. Like, of course, you know, people are gonna mess up, but I mean, somebody I don't remember who. But somebody said it like on point on Twitter a couple of days ago. They're like, why do y'all think that they have Lacey and Natalia, you know, together in these matches? Because first of all, I feel like this is how feuds are built. Mm -hmm. This is how feuds are made. You have the same matches. Okay, whatever, fine. But then the person was like, yeah, because it's like on the job training. Natalia doesn't get, she might be, she might be bland as all hell, but she can wrestle her ass off. So I could see why when when he said like well it's like on the job training of course they would have her with Natalia that made total sense to me yeah be- I'm like ah oh, I didn't think about it like because Natalia is a veteran and she's good with you know developing other women and putting them over and yeah. all that kind of stuff like I love the role that she has honestly like it, it I was she won that match on the Monday correct yeah she okay, did yeah because I missed her all but uh. Yeah, I was a little surprised they had Natalia go over. Maybe they have something bigger for her, you know, to maybe put it over someone else. But, yeah, like, I love, you know, the role she has. And I just know even when she retires in the ring, she's probably going to do something backstage or maybe a trainer at the performance center or something like that. Yeah, that would be really good. But, like, with Lacey Evans, uh, um, the thing with her, um, I'm just – I think it's more of the gimmick. The gimmick isn't something that really interests me, honestly. Like, to me, it's not cool. It's like an old school kind of gimmick. But mm-hmm. I think she's good in the ring. The The one thing that kind of really got me, like, gave me a bad taste in my mouth with her is when she was in NXT, she really didn't do much. You know, she never was in a title pitcher or anything like that. So when she got brought up to the main roster... She all she did was like strut up and down the ring or the ramp, and then all of a sudden she's in you know a feud with the biggest name in the women's division. And kind people are kind of like, where does she come from? Kind of thing. And even me, I'm kind of like, I was expecting something a little bit bigger for Becky. So this was more of a letdown than anything. And ever since then, I just kind of had that bad taste in my mouth with her. Yeah, and you know, like I said, she's a good wrestler, and it's also kind of what you were bringing up too. It's like I, you know, I would much rather see other women that we don't see. Like we have Lacey Evans on TV every week, but where's Liv Morgan? Where's Ember Moon? Where's Naomi? You know, um, there's so many talented women on that roster that we don't see. And and in their defense, I, I guess you know a lot of women are out injured. I mean. No, not really, because Tamina just came back. Yeah, Ruby Naomi's, I guess, is going to come back when she's ready. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going on with Naomi. I don't know if she's suffering from depression or something like that. She put out a tweet, like an update a few days ago or something. It was like, yeah, I mean, to my diehards, I'm doing okay. 
I know she lost a family member that was like really close to her and she was dealing with some health issues she didn't know about. And she's like, I'll be back when the time is right. And I'm like, well, that's good. Cause I feel like if she came back now, they wouldn't have her do yeah. anything. I, I think it, it's a good opportunity to possibly like reinvent herself and her character. I mean, she's just, I'm actually tired of people associating Naomi with underrated. Yes, yeah, like stop saying that on commentary. Definitely, we underrated. know that. Stop having her put, like, stop having her loot. Like, do something. I think she's just she got a look. She's just everything. I just yeah. think she's a goddess. But then Becky, Becky, yes, <laughs> Becky is right right now. Becky and Charlotte, yes, <laughs> Becky Charlotte. I'm not. I, I won't. I won't never argue with oh, Sasha God. Banks being on TV and you know all that kind of stuff. Just because you know I'm a diehard Sasha Banks fan, but yeah, like it is nice seeing Bailey getting a lot more TV time. She's like the one that you know you really can't argue with, just because she kind of they kind of fumbled the ball with her when she came the the main roster. Oh yeah, and now they're actually yeah, like they booking did. her properly, but. Uh, I was a little upset about her dropping that title. Though. I'm kind of curious to see what happens now. Yes, especially with her reaction after the fact. And I saw a lot of, well, they turned her heel for no reason. I don't, I don't agree with that. I feel like wrestling, aside from it just being wrestling, it's people out there that are supposed to tell a story. So with her reaction to losing the title to Charlotte, and with crying, and this always happens to me, I think that there's going to be more coming, especially with, like, the new direction from Bischoff and and Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. Raw and SmackDown feel different to me, but I'm only speaking for myself. But I don't think that the heel turn with Bailey was for nothing. I I feel like something bigger is going to happen, just like with the Sasha losing to Becky. I mean, it made me sad because I want my girl to have her moment, but WrestleMania is a hell of a bigger stage than Hell in a Cell. All the horsewomen have had their moment there except her, and I think her moment is still coming. Sasha could literally wrestle a mop and make anybody look good. I know. I'm kind of wondering, do you think they might hold her winning that title off until WrestleMania, or do you think she might win it sooner? I mean, I'm hoping, uh, I kind of hope that she wins it sooner because if they have her in like more title matches and feuding and she doesn't get it, I mean, I'm all for a good DQ, but I can only take but so many DQs or having her lose but so many times. It, 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 it would really get under my skin. And the thing is, she's a heel. Heels don't really lose that much, honestly. At least, like the the bigger names, like usually they're the ones that are constantly winning by like cheating or something like that. But no, she's a heel right. and she's losing, which is different. I'm under the impression that she lost that match because um, Fox wants her on SmackDown instead of Becky. Oh yeah. So hope so. Maybe we'll get another Charlotte and Sasha feud, which I won't actually be mad about because that feud that they had was three years ago. So yeah, and it's still like those matches resonate. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the best women's feuds I've ever seen because their chemistry is just insane. It's amazing, and nobody's going to deny Charlotte's talent. I never would. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but I'm just a little tired. I'm a little tired. You can try mm-hmm. to play it down to, oh, it's not my last name. It's my talent. All you want. Okay, girl. That's cool. But. Yeah. I mean, if if she wasn't the daughter of Ric Flair, would she still be a 10-time champion? Like, that's the thing that you have to ask. Not that she doesn't deserve anything that she's got. Because, like you said, she is extremely talented. But, you know, being associated with, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer like Ric Flair can really get you places. And you know what? No, I I actually take that back. I take that back. I feel like if she wasn't associated with Ric Flair at all, yeah, she actually lets her, her talent speaks for her. She's Charlotte is great, but I'm just like, you just got other women. That's yeah, my only. That's really women. my only gripe. Mm-hmm. So I I take that back. If she wasn't associated with Rick and she was still just the same, whatever. I mean, yeah, she's damn good, but I just want to see other women get the opportunity. Like, 
kind of be like these other promotions and build stars. Like that's one thing I appreciated with AEW. Those two women that had the the championship match, never heard of them. I I heard of the Nyla Rose woman, but mm-hmm. the the I don't remember her. I don't remember the champion's name. I, it slips me. I think but... a Riho or some Riho or something. Oh Rio, Rio, yeah. Rio or something. That was a really really good match. It was. I actually tune in because right after um the Candice Lerner and Shayna Baszler match, you know, I switched over and that match was on. So it's kind of funny how they booked each show. It seemed like they knew what each other was going to do and they tried, you know, booking similar matches at the same time. Oh yeah, I didn't think yeah, about that. Because they had, you know, they both had big matches to start off the show and then you saw the women's matches happening at the same time. You know, that would be kind of a coincidence if that just aligned like that by chance. But I mean, I, I feel like I'm just ready for ready. I'm really ready to see how AEW is going to do. I'm just curious, even if it does sink, if it's a good TV show, it's a good TV show. I'll still watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. I think they'll be fine, honestly. I mean, they got a lot of financial mm-hmm. support. They're on a big channel. I mean, TNT. They got yeah. all the talent in the world. They did. They, I know Um, last week during their debut, they doubled NXT in viewers. I can see that. It's the new, it's the new girl in school. Yeah. And I, I think so the other, I, I think the other thing about that is considering the fact that you can watch NXT the very next night on the network it's like why not just watch AEW now live cuz you unless you have DVR can't watch it any other time so i think that could play a factor cuz like i mentioned there's nothing going on thursday night so why not just wait one more night and watch NXT so you can watch AEW on wednesday yeah which is what if i if i'm able to actually stay up and watch an episode of NXT that's probably what i would do or stay up and watch wrestling on Wednesday. I would just watch AEW honestly, unless mm-hmm. there was something big going on the next year that I couldn't wait for. Yeah, like I'm just too invested in the consistency and the storylines that they have going in NXT. So that's definitely something or a show that I'm going to watch every week. Yeah. I already know that because yeah. I'm already vested. I don't feel like having to break in another company immediately. So yeah, just let it in. I mean, you know, just record on DVR and just watch when you mm-hmm. can. You know, I mean, the only thing that will suck is you probably see a little bit of spoilers on Twitter. But I mean, oh, that doesn't. Yeah, it, I'm kind of used to because like when NXT before USA and all, it, they taped everything, so I would always, you know, get online and read what would happen and all that kind of stuff. So I'm used to right. It. I wouldn't want to be spoiled though on like a takeover or anything like that. That's like the only thing. It's just a it's just a really good time to be a wrestling fan. I think after this after all we said on this podcast, that's basically like how I feel. There's something out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you are a wrestling fan, there's something out there that should uh suit your taste. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that wraps up everything. Did you have any anything else you wanted to throw in there? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't at all. Um, well, no, I do. I do want just one more thing. Okay. I just gotta know. How did you feel about the ending to Hell in a Cell? <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I was at the time pissed. I was already not in a good mood because of Sasha Banks losing. Right. So this match was kind of like, hey, well, at least, you know, The Fiend could win this title and make things better a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that did not happen. Um, The thing that really irritated me was how it ended because this is a hell in a cell. Hell in yeah. a cell, anything goes. It's hell in a cell. Like, why is the ref caught, you know, especially because Bray Wyatt kept getting back up. It's not mm-hmm. like he was laying there with, you know, his head busted open and 
and then Sephiroth still wailing him. It, it, you know, it really kind of irritated me, but then I kind of started getting the impression, okay, well, maybe Fox wants Bray Wyatt too, you know, because like with the draft coming up and all that kind of stuff, I think there's a lot of last minute changes that are possibly going on, you know, backstage on in, when it comes to who's going where and all that kind of stuff. And, right, you know, with Brock Lesnar, who's obviously going to be the WWE champion on SmackDown, you know, Bray Wyatt can't win the universal title and still go to SmackDown. So, I mean, maybe he'll stay on Raw. We don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. But uh, I think that played a role in it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mentioned this on my episode that I posted on YouTube today, the glorious talk about uh, why this, you know, potentially happened. Um, Timothy from Twitter mentioned mm-hmm. that um, Bray Wyatt probably didn't even care about if he won the universal title because when did he ever bring that up during their feud ah. the, the whole idea of him messing with Seth Rollins is trying to bring out the demons in Seth and you know kind of force him to go against his morals and be like violent kind of like what he was trying to do to John Cena during Wrestlemania 30 when he tried to get John gotcha. Cena, the you know, hit him with the chair and turn heel. Well, not turn heel, but you know, get disqualified. So, Seth Rollins obviously lost his shit during this match. Was that Bray Wyatt's, you know, whole plan? You know, like he could mm. probably give two shits about you know winning that title. It was you know forcing Seth Rollins to kind of like lose it like he did. Right. So that's something you know that maybe they'll bring up you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week on Raw or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, like if that's the case, that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because, I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. is Bray Wyatt someone you can really see walking around with the title anyway? He's a, you know, a horror villain, you know, kind of like. um. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Yeah, think about have you ever seen The Dark Knight? I tried to watch it. Yeah, you never really watched it. I I mm, it I too I clocked out. Okay, also <laughs> like, I can't do it. The, you know, obviously, you know the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He acted like he wanted all this money, but then when he got the money, he burned it because he didn't want the money. It was it, it was more so of watching the city burn. So he was mm. kind of like playing with the people. So it just like Bray Wyatt, he doesn't want the title. He just wants to watch the world burn. Right, kind of, kind of gimmick. So when I thought of that, I was like, "This makes me feel a little bit better." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to send you that. Uh, that um scene. It, it's like a one minute scene. I'll send it to you on Twitter. But yeah, that will make you feel so much better. I mean, it made me feel better about you know the end in a little bit. And at least yeah. the one cool thing, though, is you got this, even though it was so freaking fake, but the blood coming out of Seth Rollins' mouth, I'm surprised that WWE actually did something like that, because that, that was violent. <laughs> yeah. That that was so <laughs> violent right there. Like, I, that to me, that was kind of like, wow, WWE, like, I know you've been getting a little bit more yeah. edgier lately, but damn. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay. I mean, it's like when I saw what was going on, I'm like, okay, they're obviously telling a story here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I mean, the ending was not great, but then I'm like, okay, well, Hell in a Cell ended pretty bad last year. It it did. It ended bad last year. I just hated the fact that we got so, for it to, for it to have been a pay-per-view that was thrown together, pretty much for just four matches, and then they announced the other four the day of, which, by the way, they announced it, they announced matches the day of all the time. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, that was really weird how they did it. I mean, some of the matches were cool. Like, I, I was really, I actually liked how they did the um, Randy Orton and the Ali thing, because they brought up the whole, you know, him hurting Ali during their match, you know, earlier in the year, and so it had some right. kind of I meaning mean, that's a story it. that's going to te- that's telling itself. But it's like I just hated the fact that that ending was just so different. 
It's like people complain and oh my god, we want different. And then when you get different, you're like, well, what the hell is this? Exactly. This is a little bit too extreme to be different. I just hated the fact that it really took away from like. Because I know it was like the culmination of that and then the whole thing with Kofi. Because the thing with Kofi bothered me. It bothered me a lot. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. But I just hated the fact that that ending took away from the matches that we got that night. Like with tire- like the women's tag team match. All four of the women's matches were good. The The Sasha and Becky match, I'm like, this is... This match was amazing and it was so creative. But all people can talk about is you know oh my god that ending but y'all the show started so great i know and then with the women's tag team they're finally acknowledging asuka and Kyrie and their heels that was a really good match with all of those four women i know i love that that you know the whole um, green mist thing love it suppose i think yeah i think she used to do that before Yeah, I wanted to go back and look at a lot of her old matches because I didn't know that Kyrie used to be a heel. I because I just I see her as so angelic and just so you know whatever. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she was a heel. I got to go back and look at that. Just like with um, Finn Balor, I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was a heel with the Bullet Club. So I'm gonna go check some of that stuff out too. But I mean, I thought the ending was off. But yeah. I'm like, God, don't let this take away from what we got earlier in the night. But everybody's going to have their opinion and they're t- entitled to that. Yeah, I mean, but in my, I didn't, I didn't expect all that. In my opinion, I still like it. it, it like the Sasha Banks and Becky and match was freaking awesome. It's just, yes. it's just hard for me to really like think about that when you know, you know that Sasha lost at the end. That was just kind of like my thing you know it it was just more i I don't take away any of the great stuff that happened it's just like i just got so upset about the fact that sasha lost bray didn't win two those were the two matches that i was excited for the most because like bray white the fiend that's only a second time wrestling as the fiend because the other time was SummerSlam, Mm -hmm. so i was really excited for this and you know they just kind of fumbled the ball like i said it probably just you know chaos going on backstage with you know who's going to what brand and you know and that kind of probably changed some of the finishes for these matches depending on you know if you know certain wrestlers are going to smackdown and all that yeah and it's like just on a high note i try to look at it like okay i can never do what any of them do (laughs) period point blank Mm -hmm. that's not me my anxiety won't let me but it's like they do all this and they put on these stellar matches for people to like want to refund and want to be upset about the ending of one match. Okay, but it's like they damn near kill themselves sometimes in a losing effort to entertain people. <laughs> and then they're like, FWWE cancel the network. Really? Yeah, like really? I said, I just felt like it got really blown out of proportion. But I know it was a culmination of a lot of things that had happened with Sasha losing Kofi. But I'm like, it was like kind of irritated me. People don't, and the live crowd was chanting AEW at the end of yeah, the Yeah, I saw a video of to that. To me, that's just like, that's really disrespectful. Like, I get, like, if you want to watch That's AW, just as bad yeah. as a CM Punk chant. Exactly. Like, just, you know, WWE has been great lately. Like, their pay-per-views have been great. The Raw and SmackDown have been awesome. You're going to let one, and then they do one bad ending, and then the world goes to hell, you know? Like, it's people just are kind of spoiled. Like, they want nonstop. Entitled. Yeah, they, they want yeah. what they want constantly. And at the, you're never going to get what you want constantly. Like, Yep. That, that, That's the beauty of Wednesday Night Wars. Exactly. <laughs> you have two options now. So, yep. 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 So that's all I got. I don't have anything else. I don't think I have anything else either. So I think that uh, wraps it up. Yes, sir. All right, Stephanie. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today on O Face Wrestling for the fifth time. You're like you're basically like becoming the Charlotte Flair of um the podcast world. <laughs> think of that think of that Thank as title you. reigns. 
Thank you. I will take a bow. Thank you. You're very welcome. So yeah, everyone, thanks for tuning into our episode. Um, like I always mention, make sure you check us out on Facebook and uh, also check out our YouTube page. Um, earlier today, I posted our very first episode of the Glorious Talk, which will be a weekly series going on um, from here on out. So uh, yeah, and uh, once more, thank you again, Stephanie. You're welcome. Have a good night. You as well. Thanks. Bye. Bye.